Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you spend time in His Word today. What do you think about when you hear the word slavery? It may be one of those words that makes us cringe because it has negative connotations. And it also points to a time that may have been a little bit more barbaric and uncivilized. Well, back in the ancient Greco-Roman world, slavery was common and up to 35 to 40% of the population was enslaved. Slaves were considered the property of their masters, and masters had the right to punish or even kill their slaves if they ran away or committed a punishable offense. So this is the time and the context where we find Paul as a mediator between a master and his runaway slave. Since his escape, the slave has now been led to Christ by Paul. So Paul wrote this letter to his friend Philemon, who was the master of a slave named Onesimus, who had run away while he was under house arrest in Rome. While he, but instead of being concerned about his own condition while Paul was under house arrest, he was more concerned about the condition of this runaway slave, Onesimus. So how does Paul help resolve this matter between a master and his runaway slave? We'll take a look at it in today's passage now. Philemon chapter 1 verses 1 through 14 Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy our brother, to Philemon our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Aphia our sister, and Archippus our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him who is my very heart back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced but would be voluntary. Welcome back to Living Life. The letter of Philemon is Paul's shortest letter and is considered one of the prison epistles. Even though he was under house arrest in Rome, Paul didn't consider himself a prisoner of Rome. Instead, he considered him as a prisoner of Jesus Christ, a bond servant to Jesus. 
He gives the word slave and bondservant a positive connotation, even though this word usually has negative overtones. So for Paul, being a slave to Christ is a great honor and a privilege he proudly declares and shares. May we also, as fellow believers, declare that we are bondservants to Christ and that we serve him and him alone as our master and our king. Now, Paul is writing this letter on behalf of Onesimus, a runaway slave. Paul addresses the master, who is also his friend, Philemon, as a beloved fellow worker. There is warmth in how Paul greets his friend and partner in the ministry. Philemon was a leader in the church, and his house served as a house church. Paul also praises Philemon's love and faith toward Jesus and other fellow believers. Paul says that he himself has received much joy and comfort by seeing Philemon's love and kindness encourage and refresh other believers. Philemon has been doing much to serve others and build the kingdom of God. Now Paul asks for a favor from his good friend. Paul is like a spiritual father and mentor to Philemon because he led him to Christ. Paul points out that he could demand it from Philemon in the name of Christ, but rather than forcing him, he would rather just ask his friend to do it voluntarily. We see in verse 9 that Paul makes this request based on love. This is an important point for us to remember in our relationships. Instead of trying to appeal to others out of anger, haste, or desperation, or trying to force and impose our will on others, we should appeal out of love. As the famous Western phrase goes, you can attract more flies with honey than with vinegar, meaning you can win more people to your side through gentle persuasion than with hostile confrontation. Now, an important question we may ask is, why did Onesimus run away in the first place? We don't know the specific details of why, but it seems that during, sometime during his escape, Onesimus came into contact with Paul, and as Paul shared the gospel, God opened his heart by uh, Onesimus' heart to receive Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And now, Onesimus is staying with Paul. Paul says that Onesimus has become very useful to him. This is a wordplay on the name Onesimus, which means useful. Remember, Paul is an old man at this time, in his 60s, and he's also under house arrest. So due to his age and imprisonment, Paul is very limited in what he can do ministry-wise. So Onesimus was helping him and assisting Paul in his ministry. The runaway slave who was useless to his master has now become useful for the kingdom of God. This is the same for all of us as well. Before we knew, before we knew Jesus, we used to be slaves to the world, but now we have become set free from our bondage to sin by Christ to be useful for the kingdom ministry as his vessels and his instruments. In fact, Paul would have preferred to keep Onesimus with him because Onesimus was helping him in many different ways. However, he first wanted Philemon's consent, so he is sending Onesimus back to him to set things right. According to the laws of that time, Onesimus was punishable for his offense of running away. Paul knows this, and yet he sends Onesimus back to Philemon. Can you imagine how Onesimus was feeling? He might have been scared, knowing that he could be 
punished severely or even face death for running away from his master. Yet he obeys and goes back to Philemon. So why does Paul send him back? Paul knows that these two brothers must reconcile with one another and that things must be made right between them. Paul obviously wants Philemon to deal gently, show forgiveness and mercy to his runaway slave. In verse 12, Paul says, I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. Paul is a spiritual father to Onesimus, seeing him as his son, his very heart. At the same time, Paul gives Philemon the freedom to make his own decision. He doesn't want him to force him to do anything, but would rather that Philemon does this willingly of his own accord. By sending Onesimus back to Philemon, Paul has faith, faith that he won't act according to the standards of the world, but instead he will act according to the higher standard of love in Christ. As Christians, we are all called to love and live in peace with one another. Sometimes there may be conflicts that we go into with our fellow believers. But as we have received the forgiveness of Christ and been reconciled to God, we are to do the same in our relationship with our fellow believers. In today's passage, we see Paul advocating on behalf of Onesimus, a runaway slave from his master Philemon. Even though Onesimus deserved punishment and even death for running away according to the rules and laws of that time, Paul advocated for forgiveness and freedom for Onesimus. This points to the picture of what Jesus does for us. He is our advocate. Even though we deserve punishment and death for our sins, Jesus advocates for our forgiveness since he is the one who has borne the punishment and wrath that we deserved. We are no longer declared guilty before God as our sins have been washed away by the blood of Christ. Paul also appeals to Philemon to reconcile with Onesimus. Even though Onesimus has wronged Philemon, the man who ran away from him as his slave has been transformed by the gospel and now returns as a brother in faith. We can't love and serve others if we are in conflict with them. As children of God, we are called to love one another and live in peace and harmony together. Only then can we make a Christ-centered impact in this world and be used of God to build His kingdom. Are you in conflict with another brother or sister in Christ today? I encourage you to take the steps necessary to make peace and be reconciled to one another, just as Christ has made peace and reconciled us to God the Father. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are our advocate, that because of what you have done on the cross, we are no longer declared guilty because you have taken the punishment and wrath that we deserve and taken it upon yourself. Thank you that we are now uh, experiencing freedom through you. No longer are we slaves to the world, Lord, but now we are slaves to you to serve you as our master and our king. We pray that for all of us, that we can continue to live in this love and forgiveness that we have received through you and show that same forgiveness and love to one another. May we live in peace and harmony with our brothers and sisters in Christ, knowing that we are all your children, children of God in one family. So maybe we be reconciled to one another, show our love, and work together to build your kingdom. We thank you and we love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name.
Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, c